0: God. You're all right, dear. We're keeping you up. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that.
1: I <laughs> yawn all the time because I'm just I'm just a yawner, and he always brings it up. <laughs> <You know? Just laughs>
2: so, so Ian, Murray, you're you're in England? I'm in England.
0: He's okay. uh, yeah. North Carolina. North I'm Carolina. in North
2: Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so what part of England? In Norwich. Okay, and what part of North Carolina? Greensboro. Okay, I lived in uh, I lived in Anger. For a year, Anger is 45 minutes from the middle of nowhere, or as I like to say, the year 1961, because it is very rural farming. Um, and uh, it was 45 minutes southeast of North Carolina. My ex-wife uh, went to uh, grad school at Boston University, and then couldn't get a job here in Boston. All the athletic training positions were full that year, so she had a contact from when she worked at from when she went to Ohio State. Who was an athletic trainer at um, Campbell University, which is in which is in Andrew. It's in a tiny little, but it's by Fuquay Verena, which is sort of a wow. name. Wow! So I lived, I lived on a in an old farmhouse, and that's where I got my prior dog, the one that 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 Cal here is. The Stanley. Little. So, yep
1: wow that's hilarious well it's funny a lot of the card collectors are either in
2: florida or north carolina
0: or from florida <laughs> or spent time living in florida you have or to spend- have time
2: yeah. you have to have an inside hobby because it's too damn hot to go outside
0: <laughs> and i just censored myself because i almost f-worded there but I'm. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's fine. Already. That's fine. <laughs> I mean we are recorded but we haven't actually started yet but you know what we'll probably keep this in yeah. <laughs> you know. So okay. I
2: so I'm in and I'm in Boston currently. I, live, Boston. I grew up in Michigan. I spent half of my adult life in Ohio in two different stints, and I've had uh, six total years in Massachusetts, with a year in North Carolina and a year in upstate New York mixed in. My ex-wife, we had to travel for her work a lot.
0: Wow. Ah. Okay. Well, I, I'm i going to be in Boston in August. Uh, oh, for, well, for a bit. we should have lunch or something. Yes. Yes. No, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Well, awesome. no, hey. you, you haven't you haven't said if you're going to be uh, making. I'm showing up. So we're showing there, up. All right. I'm going to what, make it a point. Who's that? Sorry. What? What's going on in August? Uh, well, I'm just there. Um, uh, well, it's our first proper family vacation since before covid bc (laughs) um so um and we've got friends in new hampshire but i i can only take we get about you don't get as much in the u.s i think you get like 14 15 days holiday something uh, like I, a year or I, something like
2: my that? Company, a long time i get uh, about six weeks i get more than a month
0: oh well yeah you get more than most um but i know in the us it's a lot shorter than the uk yes. which is usually yes. about four weeks but most companies mine included you can't take more than two weeks off in any one chunk because it's just you know they like you to spread it out right. over the year and you know yada, yep. yada, yada. especially because we're a, a small company so uh, so i'm off for two weeks my wife um um uh, my daughter's going to be on summer holidays, which is six weeks. So they're going a week earlier. So they're going to be over there. They're going to a few days in Boston, go up to New Hampshire. I'm going to fly out. Uh, I've got um, I fly in. I'm going to be going straight to bed because it will be a stupid o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, yeah. I'll have a day in Boston. I'm meeting up at Pankit who's a friend of ours who, who's, who collects uh, Captain America. Then I'm going to go up to New Hampshire. I'm going to be there till Friday. I'm going go back in Boston for a week, and then we fly out on Friday the 26th. So well, we'll we will fill
2: this together in the week that you're in Yeah, yeah. I've, Definitely. Mm. I, I've lived here for, um, I, I, I lived two years in Back Bay, which is right by Fenway Park, like literally right. across it. the square from Fenway Park. Mm. And then um, two years in Western Mass, and I've done my bit of tourism and... Um, I love New Hampshire, Vermont, and all of that. I'm a cyclist as as a, another one of my many hobbies. And so oh, wow. um, I go cool. up there and bike. Uh, Vermont mountain biking is basically the best in the world. It's just there's so many places in Vermont and New Hampshire.
0: Wow. Uh, so cool. Wow. cool. Damn. All right. Well, can't wait. Oh, it's awesome. been nice to just sit down. I've booked myself because I'm flying out on my own as well. I've booked myself yep. one of those. Um, you pay extra for it and it's the seat with the uh, extra legroom in front of it oh wonderful so, so yeah so I'm looking for
2: us for the six hour
0: flight oh yeah well it's, it's more on the way out it's a bit more it's um on the way out it's about eight seven or oh. eight hours because you're flying into the wind basically yep. flying yep. back from america is always quicker because the wind's behind you yep. uh, most it, of the time
2: so. uh, my honey my honeymoon with max wife was three days in london three days in paris
0: oh nice so oh nice been there one time i would love wow. to go back well, it's still here, so doors always open. <laughs> still, uh, still here. I Haven't moved still, it. Not still, yeah. still everyone's, everyone's still crazy. Um, it's it's right. funny
2: because, and I, I promise I'll let you get started. But the one thing, no, though, that's fine. I, I don't know how much time you've spent here in Boston, but what's funny is uh, I lived in Ohio and Michigan, where the old things are like 160 years old, and then you come to Boston, and the old things are like three to four hundred years old, and then you go to London, and you go to oh god what am i thinking of um the the church that is famous um, St
0: paul's cathedral no West no
2: abbey? Um, westminster abbey you go to westminster abbey and there's a wooden door there that is literally a thousand years old mm. and you touch a door that a thousand years worth of people 400 generations worth of people have touched yeah and it's that's crazy
0: yeah my that's wife works in norwich castle and it was built in uh about 1090 i think i started on it um yeah it's crazy it's absolutely bonkers um and there are loads and loads of churches in Norwich i don't know why there's just loads um and yeah some of them are just like ridiculous and you know i walk to work and i pass bits of old city wall that's like archaeological kind of ruins i guess is the best way to phrase it yeah. um but yeah cuz you know it used to be a walled city so, and then yep. you go somewhere like Edinburgh, and it's just crazy, blows your mind. Anyway, uh, welcome to Archaeology Hour with the Marvel <laughs> Card Collectors Podcast.
2: <laughs> I think you have to say it a little slower than that, though, when it's when it's a show like Archaeology Hour. <laughs> yeah, Archaeology
0: <laughs> Hour. Um, yeah, um, thing is, you listen to hundred hundred episodes, and they're only just starting to scratch the surface.
2: <laughs> welcome to Archaeology. That, that's a great joke. Welcome to bad. Archaeology Hour. <laughs> dig in. and like how many puns do you think they make and how funny do they think how many times do they make the pun and then they all still laugh at it every time
0: yeah yeah like, you're, you're yeah. sure
2: that's exactly how it works
0: yeah yeah well is i i work in uh a big aspect of my job is data governance and one of one of the jokes that data people always tell each other is why can't you use beef stew as a password i don't know because it's not strong enough oh god that is so bad and it's funny i work in enterprise data management
2: i do metrics but i've been in, but part of my team has go- data governance o- ownership that kind of stuff stewardship mm. so
0: yeah oh well there you go there you go well kindred, kindred spirits um i'm gonna i'm gonna start because okay fuck it technically speaking we've been recording for seven minutes and it's gold so far so let's carry on
1: let's
0: my name is ash gonzalez
1: And you're listening to Marvel Card Collectors Podcast.
0: I'm going to be really boring and not say nothing cool. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor and you are listening to the Marvel Car Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of car collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. You are like the sunset, my friend. A red glow. The fiery redness, a testament to our everlasting love. The sun sets with a splash of different colors, just like the color you brought into my life. An ever glowing star warming me, just as the sun warms the sky. Snoring rad. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. That, God. Thank you. That was really lovely. Oh, my wife has never said anything that beautiful to me. That is. <laughs> Touching, very
0: touching. Would you like a Kleenex, dear? <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do. Actually, I need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one for your face, right? Um, so I. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, I went there. I went there. See this, this Ben. This is what this is what he has to put up with every week. And I hope um, you
1: know what you walked in onto because it's going to get weird.
2: I'm wondering if maybe I joined the wrong podcast.
1: I think you did. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think I joined the wrong podcast.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is like a therapy session. Um, We've got a guest, everybody. Welcome this week. We have a guest. You've guessed already. Um, In fact, if we keep in any of the the stuff before the intro, then you'll know already. Um, So I, I, I was saying red glow for a very specific reason there, because joining us this week is a young man by the name of Ben Berry, who runs a group on Facebook that I've recently joined and become aware of called the Upper Deck EPAC Trading Buy and Sell Group. Catchy name, I like that. Um, I'm sorry, I've been cheeky already. Um, it's a so Ben. Thrill. It is. It is, well, it it does what it says on the tin. Yes, I guess. Well,
2: um, thank, thank you very much for letting me join. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: You're more than welcome. I I just thought it'd be fun to just to just to chat to you because obviously you run a group, and you collect cards. Yeah, we run two groups because we're crazy because why just do one um and we collect cards so you know i kind of figured that let's have a chat Uh, ben tell us what tell us about about yourself you know how and what what's your kind of history in the hobby how did you start
2: absolutely so i'm uh 47 years old and um I don't remember my first comic necessarily, like maybe the way some of the other members of the group do. I lo- I've loved comics my whole life. I've loved cards my most of my life. Um, I, I remember reading comics in the early 80s. I remember owning episode one of the Star Wars comic book. I'm a huge, gigantic Star Wars nerd. Nice. Um, and I've loved Marvel. Um, You know, since I was a a kid, I had Spider-Man under ruse. I had, you know, all the normal stuff. Um, I particularly got into West Coast Avengers. That was, you know, right about the time. I'm fairly sure that was like 13, 14 years old when West Coast Avengers came out. So my favorite characters uh, in the Marvel Universe are... Hawkeye and Moon Knight. And uh, later, for some reason, I picked up on Chamber because I, I think just because oh, I love if, Chamber. if if you're missing half your face and you can't ever kiss the person you love or, you know, and you, you've got so much energy in you, it basically explodes. That's kind of, the, you know, the so much energy thing I can relate to. Mm. So I'm a little spastic. Um, But so my first sports cards were, I was, my uncle had collected in the seventies. My mom is one of eight and her youngest brother is only seven years older than me. And he had some late seventies baseball cards that I desperately wanted because he had my favorite player's rookie card. And he told me when I could bench press hundred pounds, I could have the card. And so I worked a whole summer at like 10 years old to be able to do that. And then, um, got a couple of boxes of wax boxes for my birthday. In I think I w- it was the first year that Fleer and Dunras came out. So it would have been like 82 or 83, um, must've been 84. anyways. Um, and you know, I've loved comics most of my life. I was in college when death of superman happened not to veer onto the other side of the comic industry but when that whole craze was going on Mm -hmm. yeah so um you know so i've been a comic reader my whole life and then obviously the movies and the mcu happened and all the things around it that's just made my consumption of it that much easier i've seen almost all of the movies in the theater. Obviously, the pandemic changed some of that. I didn't see uh, Captain Marvel in the theater. I didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home in the theater, Um, that kind of thing. So uh, that's kind of my history. And then with the group, it's really funny because it's not actually my group. It was started by a, a guy who I don't even really know, um who i think was in college at the time and he started it just to have a place to buy and sell so um as a as a quick deviation to the point and you guys love to get used to that i do that a lot we um, do as well that totally fine that EPAC has a rule, Upper Deck has a rule, that you are not allowed to sell things on their platform. And the reason's very simple. They don't wanna be responsible when deals go wrong because it's a digital format. You send somebody their money and you can just not send the card and what are they gonna do about it? Mm. So they didn't wanna be responsible for that, but, Their end user agreement and direct conversation with their administration have said, you know, they don't care what people do once they buy the card, they don't have any um, responsibility for it. And, you know, they couldn't enforce that we weren't allowed to sell it anywhere. Secondary market is secondary market, but um, I don't know how he did this, but the dog just got a, a piece of mail. Is this yours? Did you get some mail? No, that's not for you. Um, <laughs> anyways, so there started springing up these groups that allowed people to have a place to show their wares and sell them and trade them. Uh, the the forum chat on EPAC leaves a lot to be desired. It's mm. great for advertising essentially, like people constantly spamming the same things, but it's not great at allowing sales. And so Um, Wanting to sell stuff, I found this group, joined it. Uh, It had about 400 members, I think, when I originally joined. And I was in it for a year, and then I actually sold everything I had on ePack and quit for a while. And then wow. a new set came out with a bunch of rookies. I'm a, specifically a hockey fan on the sports side, a baseball fan, too, but Upper Deck doesn't have that license. Um, I'm a huge Columbus Blue Jackets fan. And so uh, when big rookies came out for the Blue Jackets, finally, as a, as a team that has floundered for years and years, um, I had to rejoin and start buying and (laughs) that group was the wild west there was no the the guy who founded it was in college and was busy with family stuff and didn't have time to run it and you know he wasn't really he didn't they didn't have mods they didn't have organization and One day I had just kind of gotten tired of the fact that it was the Wild West and people would ask you to PM for prices and then you'd get these exorbitant things and they'd have people battling against each other. All the typical forum stuff that happens when you've got an unmoderated group of people in an expensive hobby that it's really easy to get caught into the I need as much as I can possibly get for every card scenario. So I went to the – Guy who ran it and said, Hey, we need structure here. Um, I just, you know, I'm willing to take it on, I'm willing to do it. And Uh, but, you know, but at least take a look at the idea of it. If you're not wanting me to do it, then maybe you can find someone. And so, um, he agreed to let me take it over. Um, I had a, initially a core group of two other people that I said, you know, one of them, I said, I had to do it with his name is Corey. He's just phenomenal. He's retired from being a mod due to he's a parent and has a busy life. Um, but he's still, uh a mod emeritus still uh, a guy who i listen to a lot and um the two of us and then he found a he had a someone named james who's just an absolute wonder and runs all of our breaks for us um the three of us did it for several months and then added a few more mods as we grew the pandemic was as i'm sure you guys know great for groups like this because we went oh. from Uh, 400 people when I initially joined, it was about a little less than 800 when I took it over, and we're now at 2,600 uh, about a year and four months later. So you're five months later somewhere in there. So it's had exponential growth. And, you know, that coincides as much as I would love to think that it's our leadership and how everything is growing. And I do think that helps. um, But, you know, the industry has grown and being inside a lot. And that's kind of the joke I was making about Florida and North Carolina. You need a hobby that doesn't have you out in the sun all day. So, yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of things, I think, Ian, that you've probably seen since you've joined our group that we're definitely not as mature in some of our community aspects. But that's the direction we want. We've wanted to head from the beginning was much more of a community. Don't PM for prices. Treat each other with respect. Help each other with uh, achievements. Um, for people who don't know about EPAC, achievements are essentially a sales driver for uh purchasing on EPACs, where upper deck will create special cards only available on EPAC that you can earn by collecting sets that are part of the releases on EPAC. uh for example nice. i've spent the better part of the weekend on the new goodwin release chasing a couple of different hmm. instruments and finished one and i'm two cards from my second one and then i can stop for a while
0: wow <laughs> Wow, yeah, I did see you post something um, where you said, "I think you might have used the term all nighter," and that just that just terrifies me. So, so explain to me. So, we we, we do talk about e pack a lot on uh, on the podcast, and so you know a lot of people will know what it is. A lot of people do stuff. In fact, you know, we often open a pack on the podcast as well, um, just for gigs. But I saw uh, you referenced an all nighter. Um, So explain to me what you meant by that. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. So one of the things about that makes the achievements um, interesting is they're time sensitive because they're a limited number. There are achievements, of course, that are unlimited, like you can get an avatar or there are when some of the larger, more standard sets like series one and series two hockey, or probably I think annual had like some annual or ages might have some that are unlimited. Yeah, ages has some that are unlimited essentially, um, where the achievement is long lasting and you just accumulate stuff eventually and you'll get a special card for it that's worth about a dollar $1.50. Um, the achievements of significant value are generally all short listed. And I have found, and I'm going to be spilling some secrets here on my (laughs) own approach to things that hopefully will help people. I share these things in the group too, is that time sensitive means you go for it right away. Pick one. Um, A lot of people attach, you know, there'll be a bunch of different, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little uh, all over the place here. Um, When the achievements come out, generally there are several per set. A lot of people will try to chase more than one at a time. I find that incredibly difficult. I find that it, uh, you wind up sacrificing one for the other a lot of times and it slows you down. Um, Especially on ones that are short printed, uh, 25 or 15 or 50 even. I find personally that if I do one at a time and just try to be mindful of the fact that I don't want to give up too many of a specific set of cards if I'm going after another achievement, that I can do it that I work better that way. And Thursday night, there was an achievement that I thought I could do. It was a very uh, time consuming one, but not a terribly expensive one. They had a set of, playing cards that were included in Goodwin that I believe were drawn by Lisa Frank, who if you're in your forties, you remember high school and junior high and these weird looking rainbow stickers. Um, And I believe that those were either designed by her or in that format. and so you had to, but the thing is, instead of one set of playing cards, you had to get 10 sets of these playing cards. So 480 playing cards because the aces are short printed. They didn't include them in the chase. Right. So uh, I started. Oh, go ahead. No, I said, wow, like that's, that's pretty done. amazing. Okay. Yeah, so I started Thursday afternoon and I'd had some work anxiety going on. So I was a little bit, every few years I'll have a night where just too many things in my head from work and I don't sleep well. So I used that to my advantage and chased the set and uh, didn't get much sleep that night, uh, about 90 minutes total. But I finished the set um, a little bit uh, after uh, 9 a.m. on Friday morning
0: good grief yeah impressive i'll take my hat off. wow (laughs) that's impressive wow
2: and the funny thing was i wasn't the first person to finish but the interesting tidbit is uh the people ahead of me bought cases i bought one and a half boxes total at that point i started with four cards um obviously it helps that i run the group i do a lot of favors for a lot of people i help a lot of people out so it's easy for me to get help from people when i the i try not to take advantage of any of our members or group the whole point for me is to help them and make their life better but once or twice a new set comes out and i'll chase an achievement and that's when i call them favors a little bit or Mm -hmm. you know utilize my network to say hey you've got this sitting i know you're not chasing take something from me and let me have it and then it probably prioritizes me above other people in their chases but it you know i feel like it's fair for the work that i do and i never ask for a bad trade no. Uh, one of the things that I think is incredibly important that I think you guys would agree with is that running a group means your your integrity and your word has to be above reproach. You can't be someone who's running bad trades or uh, treating members or even people who aren't members with anything less than respect. I, I won't block a member in my group, even if they're a jerk to me. Um, just because I feel like I'm a servant leader and it's my job to make sure that these people get the best possible experience with this community that they're in.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've had to recently go through that as well. And I just, I unblocked everybody because there were people, you know, you have bad trades with, they say certain things that are kind of disgusting or whatever, and you're kind of like, I just don't want to deal with this person. But I recently maybe like a month ago just went through and just unblocked everybody I had blocked just because I was like, you know what? It's it's just, I, I don't want to, even if some, even if there is somebody I don't like, I would hate for them to be swindled or mistreated or taken advantage of.
2: You know what I mean? And it, I don't know. It's
1: it's a weird feeling. It's definitely a weird feeling.
2: I get it. Um, I I do have a block list still, but it's only people from the forum who are not in the group. The people that like randomly send me terrible trades or are yeah. jerk. There was a person that I traded with when I was doing the uh, the achievement after the playing cards, and he essentially snuck to uh short printed playing cards in and i didn't notice it until it was too late and uh, that guy got a he just got a block i don't send nasty words anymore but i'm just like you know i just this guy's a jerk it cost me like 30 bucks but whatever
0: yeah yeah i mean we um i mean i have a it's interesting you've touched on two things there one i'll come back to because i think it's 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 the meat of of common ground i was i was hoping we'd find straight away um but on the block thing, we we I I personally don't block anyone in the group because well we have a rule in the group which I think is which I've a lot of the rules that we took for, for the groups when I started it I took from uh, retro video gaming groups in the UK. Okay. Um, because they are very competitive. Um, in terms of the nature of the stuff. um, You will have vintage stuff. You will have some very, very collectible stuff. And the parallels with um, trading cards were were immediately apparent. So things like, if you're going to sell something, you have to have it priced. If you're going to sell something, you have to stay on comments. You know, all that kind of stuff, which is to keep things above board. And, you know, you immediately realize how uncomfortable that is for people who like to maybe take the piss a little bit or maybe like try and get one over on other people or even you know the ultimate one is the people who are actively out to 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 scam people and they're the only people that I really kind of uh, block is that is that latter category if someone is found to have um yeah you know, we I wouldn't say we've done it massively over the years, but we we have had maybe half a dozen people that we've removed from the group because they've been found to be doing something really shady like really yeah, shady. yeah yeah um, um or just generally a bad actors in the hobby and we've seen them behaving really shady in other areas and just you know as yep. a protective measure there's one I- example of that that I'll talk about I'll fare with you afterwards because I'm sure you'll have come across this particular um character but um very rarely do I block someone personally unless they start coming at me unreasonably on DMS in which case, yeah. yeah, and I've I've it's interesting. I've gone the opposite route to Noren on this. Um, Noren's block list was 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 um, impressive, long and, long and distinguished, much like his <laughs> much like his, um, much like his um, uh, my height, box my physical uh, height. But uh, <laughs> I was try- I was trying not to be really really. Fit. I know I could tell us why i I'm interrupted <laughs> um, now No, it's 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 a line from um, it's a line from Die Hard. Someone says it's long <laughs> and distinguished, and someone else replies, "Yeah, like my Johnson." I think it's, it is up, the Top gun. Top it's gun, top there top we go. Gun. There we go. Thank you very much. yeah Thank you. Thank you. I failed in pop culture one oh one then. Um but <laughs> um but I've gone the opposite way because I've um I've found I've I've kind of got to the point with the groups where I, I find I, I needed to distance myself from them, you know. So the mod team is bigger now, um, and I've had to just kind of say to them, I need to be able for my own well being. I need to be able to step away a little bit. Yes. Um, so I've become a little bit more hair trigger because sometimes and we have, we had one a couple of weeks ago where someone came with me on DM, and he was just he just oh, needed to cool down and he was being unreasonable. And in the end, I was like, you know what? It's Saturday night. I'm sat with my wife. And you're choosing to come at me like this. Go, just go, just just be in some other space away from me. Um, so that happens. I think, you know, there's an element where, um, I'm, as I'm sure you'll agree, is and this is this is true of all social media. But I think especially on something like this is people lose sight of the fact there's a person behind the avatar yes you know yeah um which i think is important to realize no the other thing you touched on uh, which i I thought was interesting was the um um the knowing that you know people will look out for you because you know you've looked out for them and that it it, for me that ties into the whole reason the groups exist is building that community yes where people will help each other out and someone who is actually sadly just kind of decided to exit the hobby and sold a lot of his stuff said to me a a few years ago when when we first started chatting, good, good friend said if everyone helped each other out, then everyone would have the perfect collections or I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he said quite quite that way. I think he said it in a a much, much suave way than me. I I always think that's true. Um, so I noticed on your your group, there's an awful lot of. Um, it's not just non-sports, you know. There's there's obviously a lot of hockey there as well. W- what's the biggest differences, if if you like, or maybe that's the wrong way to ask it. Are there similarities between the way that the sports guys run versus the guys that are into just the Marvel and entertainment?
2: Yeah, and so it's really interesting. So we've really just started to grow the Marvel side. Some of that was. Uh, my foray into your group uh, saw a lot of people come back when I just mentioned it in a comment. It's because I never try to recruit. I've I've never actively recruited anywhere. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that that's right. There, other groups have other reasons to exist and, you know, I mentioned the group as, you know, uh, a lot of times there's a really, really big hockey card group in general, not just EPAC, but hockey cards in general. It's the basically the main one. It's got like 26,000 members and um, mm-hmm. I sell EPAC cards on there that are big bigger dollar ones, because sometimes, you know, there are buyers out there who have an EPAC account. It's not their primary thing. But if if I hit like a six hundred dollar Yammer Yager card that, you know, there is a lot of people in Eastern Europe who are going to want to buy that. They're not in the EPAC group, but they're on the main group. And I'll mention it in the comments and say, you know, as part of my vouch, essentially, I've got a huge vouch list in that group. And I also run a twenty six hundred person group. I can't be ripping people off then they're going yep.
0: I think uh, we should we should pause just in case we don't include what we we talked about before we started recording um you have a puppy yes and and, and, and your puppy is around you and very active and very excitable and eight months old I believe
2: yep but that I think was actually Noren's end. Cal oh is- was it Cal is passed out in front of the window right
0: now. Ah, okay. Well, this will explain why Norrin's camera's just gone dark. So um, it probably means that his cat or his dog has knocked something very, very silver surfer related uh, <laughs> uh, over. Anyway, sorry, carry on then. I thought that was no, with you. Apologies. It's,
2: it's okay. So, what, what I have noticed so far, my experiences, is, is that on the Marvel side, and it's probably a testament to the way you run your group, is that. There is very much a nice and orderly way in which claims happen, even on which even on threads that are very quickly being bought into, meaning that somebody's listed a bunch of good stuff or at really, really good prices. Like my friend, James, who actually lives only a few miles from here. Uh, we met during the pandemic and I had moved, I moved out here to be with my girlfriend. Um, but he was a nice side bonus. He's like my best friend in collecting. And he lives only a few miles from here. He joined the group, your group at, at my, uh, you know, my urging because he we'd gotten into sketches when um, the sports stuff was limited in availability on EPAC. You know, Marvel really started to become a focus for a bunch of us people, especially people who collected before. And he had some stuff he wanted to move, and I said the sketches will sell way better in Ian's group. You should join there. And he listed his stuff, and it was just fast and furious, and yet everybody was really kind with each other. The claims came through nicely. Um, our group, and I think the sports side in general, is a little more aggressive about the chase and the want and all that kind of stuff. And I think I think that's something that we as a community can grow in. Um, in terms of how people collect, I think there's a little less of the Aside from the sketches, which is obviously a very interesting and amazing area that I'm just fascinated by, the quality of the art and the number of artists is beyond, you know, anything I would have imagined. But aside from that, the number of one of ones are very short printed, are less important, it seems, than the art and the character being collected. So, for example, you said Norrin's a silver surfer person, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. He probably cares less about the numbering on the card than how the card looks, is what I find it seems to be the big difference to me. Whereas on the sports side, it's entirely about the limitedness, finding the unobtainium, the, the one that really completes the rainbow so that you've got Mm. all the different versions. And obviously with, 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 with Marvel side values, Aside from the crazy PGM or PMG thing that happened last year, um, values seem to be relatively stable on things for the most part. In my experience, it's not like um, the value of a certain character will suddenly rise unless maybe it's brought on by a show coming out or whatever. Um, with cards, you know, you buy a rookie card, and the guy could be seen as not much, and then the next year he has a gangbuster year, exactly. And yeah. So the the values gets the value skyrockets. So having those limited number cards and the rookies and the autos and all that make a huge difference in your collection and then also the viability of resale which is a big part of the sports side i don't know how much of that is is common other than for dealers on the on the on the marvel side i I don't have enough experience there to say one way or the other but it does seem a little different in that regard
0: yeah it doesn't sit comfortably um historically on the marvel side and that's i guess that's the biggest friction we're seeing is that um there's a lot of renewed interest in marvel over the last two years i'm going to say at this point because it's kind of since the pandemic started it's especially kicked in in the last year 18 months um into a high gear certainly and so there is definitely the element in marvel cards of let me rewind slightly marvel cards used to be about the set build okay you know um set builds hey no one's back (laughs) sorry <laughs> that's okay my cat
1: jumped and <sighs> knocked over a plant so there was dirt everywhere so my wife and i were cleaning it up i
0: I'm knew so i had a feeling it was your cat knocked over something um silver surfer or mandalorian related <laughs> she, we meant- wouldn't have a cat after that well i, I was going to say i, I think <laughs> you come back with I'm a skin doing, doing. with a cat skin on your head having, <laughs> blood down like, yeah. sorry
1: guys ritual sacrifice yeah. had to happen excuse
0: me <laughs> <laughs> i spent i spent hours on youtube yesterday building that Mandalorian head, <laughs> <laughs> and and she took one look at it and she was like, "Not in my house." I'm
1: jealous. How dare you spend more time with that than me?
0: Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> the interesting with Marvel is uh, the set build. You know, a lot of people in Marvel especially the kind of 90s collectors think of it from a set build mentality yeah and that's been the biggest challenge over the last five years since i guess i mean it had happened previously but the the big set that really shifted the needle for marvel cards i guess was masterpieces 2016 because it moved marvel masterpieces from a mass print you know brand to uh, a short print, every card, apart from maybe a couple of uh, chase inserts was numbered, hard numbered. Uh, You had different tiers of rarity, you had um, coloured parallels, so it really brought a lot of that premium and it was printed, you know, you went from 35 point stock, all of a sudden to 80 point. Yeah, yeah, to, to the really thick. Yep you know 100 point or 80 point or whatever it is you know this is masterpieces 2020 100%. yep yeah um and and they've stuck with it and it's it's really changed the way uh, a lot of the older collectors approach collecting uh, myself included and it really has now shaped the way that new people come into the hobby because new people come into marvel cards now and they are used to looking at the numbered stuff that's that's their comfort zone because it's common in sports. You know that's where the that's where the gravy is. You know for this for the sports side, I think, and so you have those people coming in. And Marvel is a fraction of the size in terms of the inventory that's out there of sports. Yeah. So you very quickly shift the dynamics of Marvel card collecting. And, and actually this is a bit, of a bit of a light bulb moment for me, because what you've just said completely explains a lot of the behaviors we've seen, a lot of frictions we've seen. And boy, we've seen a lot of frictions over the last 18 months in Marvel cards, because obviously the manufacturers have had to put prices up because of COVID, but no. also because, you know, yeah, the economy and, and
2: what, just to jump in really fast with this, Think about what we've seen every week with um, Unbound. I mean, the autos, that is exactly what you're seeing there. The achievement, and and realistically, sure, the litho is nice. It's a great and, and... Fred and Ian did fantastic, fantastic, fantastic work with their product. I mean, I'm, i am i That's not something I've chased, and, and there's another topic that I'll come back to somehow flipping. I want to talk about that a little bit too, because that's a big part of where the, where where all this goes. Um, but it's been interesting to me watching that dynamic, and again, even with the people rebuying to sell for chasing like i have to freely admit i took a few whacks on the weeks that were the the big characters in unbound trying to see if i could maybe get lucky and hit an auto because who doesn't want five hundred dollars for a spider-man card i mean that's the way the hobby works and um but yeah i think that's where a lot of that comes from is the transition from from um the sports side to the to the Marvel side and it's really interesting because I was a uh sort of 70s collector because my first set was 70s baseball but really 80s and 90s collector and I remember getting my first full set of score cards score brand which did they were the first full color front and back set, and Upper Deck came the next year, and really those two companies revolutionized the industry, and Upper Deck moving to autographs and then creating too many autographs and too many jerseys is what crashed the hobby in the 90s, and then learning from that, and now we see everything being short printed. But um, that friction that you talk about, we had an instance yesterday in my group that I still have to deal with. Um, I was, as you talked about, needing that time away this weekend during those achievement chases. It's kind of my one time other than vacations where I'm like, okay, I'm a member rather than a mod. I'm chasing achievements. We've got a team of seven other people uh, that help run things. Um, And they're all competent um, and great and wonderful. Um, But a lot a lot of times you know things come to daddy to get taken care of and this was one of those times where I almost wish I was on mod duty because we had um much like on unbound on the sports side there's the game dated moments which are weeklies throughout the hockey season or through just throughout the sports season the regular ones that are not nhl related are unlimited print and unlimited you know the the inserts are just random inserts and there is resale value but it's not to the point where people chase it because again it's unlimited on the game dated moments the base cards are out of 500 and the rookies are out of a thousand um and there are gold versions of each that are limited to 100. Um, there are achievements related to the set that contains the 500 and 1,000 cards that at the end of the year, you turn in a bunch of cards that get you another set of cards that get you yet another set of cards. And those last two cards, when they have the autographs ready, you turn in those last two cards and those get you a very short printed autograph only available on EPAC from that year with moments captured of the of the year. So it'll have um, you know, the the best rookies cards with limited autographs that you can only get on eat sure. back are high value. You'll get retiring players or big moments like Ovechkin stuff will be mm. all captured. Mm. And we had a person that got a card but didn't pay for it and the other admins kicked them out of the group yesterday because they you know their response was to protect the group and I'm going to probably look at that and see, is this something where we need to spend a little more time in getting both sides of the story and figuring out, was this an oversight and all that? And the the mods did exactly what I would have wanted them to do in this this area for now. But I also want to continue to think about as a leader, how we can best serve the community. Um, I've gotten several DMs from some of our more Um, long-term members who see these things kind of on the long arc rather than in the moment and wondering if how we can better help to make sure that uh, this kind of thing doesn't happen in the future Um, and not just the the sale not occurring properly but also the person having to get booted because of Mm. what happened. We, we boot probably a little more frequently than you, probably because the sports side brings a different type of collector in some ways, who is a little too aggressive for the, the community that we're building. Um, but uh, I think in general, my approach is very much like if you've seen the movie Roadhouse, where you're yeah. <laughs> at the cooler. Uh, the bouncers are talking to him about what uh, what do they do when somebody gets mad and somebody behaves and misbehaves. And he says, be nice. And he says, well, what do we need? To, he says, be nice until it's time to not be nice. And then the, the bouncers say to him, how will we know what that is? And he says, I'll tell you. And that's the way I think that. I try to think of the group as that. I want us to be guardians and guides, and and not necessarily have to throw somebody out the front door unless it's really warranted. They, mm. they just grow the hobby and help each other. And um, stuff like what happened this weekend is is a sad part of what we do. The nice thing about EPAC is, um, especially within the group, we have almost zero fraud. We have almost zero problems like this i honestly believe this was probably an oversight that the person forgot to pay because they were buying 10 or 11 cards in a hurry because the game dated moments work like unbound and everybody's trying to claim everything right away and they're paying for stuff and they may miss one um but uh and i just forgot where i was going back to shoot this happens to me too
0: Um, we've, we've done 135 uh, episodes doing exactly that thing every week. So don't worry about (laughs) it.
2: (laughs) But yeah, my, my point was, I think that, um, you know, we can continue to improve and do better and help, uh, our members do better, but there's almost no fraud because EPAC is an instant thing. So if you pay for it and you don't get a card, you know, you haven't gotten the card. It's not like you're waiting in the mail for something Mm. to show life Mm. sentence sent it, as happens in every physical group. And that's one of the reasons why we have a unique rule that we are EPAC only. Yes, There are transactions happening where people are trading physical cards for EPAC cards. That's not allowed in our group and it's happening in DM against our rules. We, We strive to be EPAC only because it It's just easier for everybody. The mods aren't getting in the middle of things. We aren't having people getting ripped off for large amounts of money. We've had, as far as I'm aware of, including the one yesterday, six times since I've been the head admin, that we've had somebody buy a card and not get it. Wow. And I think it's really small.
0: We've had maybe a dozen in four years, I'd say. Yeah. Not many, and, and and only two involving E.P.A.C., um, which is um, which is interesting. One of the things that I th- thought was interesting when you first joined the group, um, we we have a rule, and again I take this uh, from the gaming communities, but it has it has uh, um, mutated slightly, is that if if people want to pay friends and family paypal yep. they absolutely can do but it's always something that at, we always say it has to be the buyer's choice if they want to do that if the buyer chooses to the seller can pass those fees on to the buyer but we've always we've always done that and a lot of people a lot of people who are more used to the sports side, or maybe just, you know, they think of it as a, a, a digital thing. And in most cases, it's a physical card, but you are just moving it on a digital platform just to the physical card. Anyway, right. um, you know, I, I get the reluctance to be like, oh, why should you pay goods and services when it's an EPAC thing? Um, and we, you know, primarily, it's always the, it, you know, it's the buyer's choice. If the buyer chooses to pay friends and family, kind of on them you know <laughs> but we do yeah. have we do we do have a number of members not many maybe half a dozen who own businesses uh, and or hobby shops you know related to the business so right. they 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 kind of if they pay friends and family for anything or receive payments as friends and family it kind of causes them a few issues so they have to keep it goods and services and we had one guy about a year ago now it was a six hundred dollar transaction involving an e card um and buy, play goods and services, and the seller didn't send it. No, it's it was that was a kind of high value thing. That guy needs to say isn't in the group anymore, um, but um he was able to get it back. So you know it's always one of those, one of those, one of those interesting things. I remember yeah, we, we
2: we sort <laughs> of split down the middle, and I get it on our side because we're only EPAC. And PayPal. If if you've ever done a dispute, PayPal is you can't you you technically sort of can do a dispute on a friends and family, but you likely can't. And so we were protecting the sellers in that regard because when you do a dispute on goods and services with EPAC it, or it, and or with PayPal and it's an EPAC card, it very much is luck of the draw. And, and and from what we've seen, not great luck Yeah. You do a if you uh, do a digital transaction on a goods and services mm. side, person tries to challenge the money they sent you, you're going to lose. The seller's yeah. going to lose. And yeah. so we generally we don't require friends and family, but I would say our transactions run that way. Ninety nine percent of the time. And then on top yeah. of that, the new tax laws in the United States, you know, mm. someone's just doing a hobby. And they're going to be under $500. They mm. Doing things goods and services wise is just going to lead to problems. If they're selling a few cards a year, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I don't think it's illegal tax wise as long as it's under $599. But it, that's when they should have to go to goods and services. And so there's, there's, you know, I think the nature of our group leans in a little bit in that direction. But it was a rule that I was surprised by at first because I was like, it's digital. I'm going to get in trouble, but uh, you know, we've, I've seen, I was in, I'm in a, uh, several breaking groups. That was one of the things I got back into in the hobby is that on the sports side, I joined a bunch of them cause that's how I was getting cards during the pandemic. Cause I certainly wasn't going to the card store. Our local one, you couldn't even go inside. If you went there, they'd bring a box mm. Um, I saw a guy that had previously had a really good reputation who uh, challenged tr- transactions from breaking when he was buying into breaks across multiple groups for s- several thousand dollars that wow. he taken off his credit card because he challenged that, and so that's one that was reaffirming to me about the friends and family rule in our. Mm. So, but it, but again, it's not truly. A, people can take whatever p- form of payment they want. We just recommend friends and family because yeah. PayPal's gonna. Yeah. Sell the 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 the
0: buyer every time on goods and services. Yeah. The, see, this is interesting because it all everything kind of circles back to the community aspect of it for me. Yep. Because um, chances are, unless it's someone really new to the group, you know, there's going to be some history. You know, people can ask for vouchers. You know, people will see who the active people are. And, you know, hopefully there's that kind of trust level kind of um goes up more um and it just becomes a safer space i think um it's you know i think where we've had most of our challenges has been in the last year out of the four that the the main group's been active because because of newer blood basically um and some you know some of that more aggressive as as you coined it sports mentality coming in um but i i, I want to go back to the achievements slightly because yeah norin um had uh, both norin and i but norin's norin's grail quests as i call them to use the wrong expression but they are a quest yeah, we've, we've a actually quest. done whole episodes on norin's quests, yeah. <laughs> where uh the visuals for the episode actually uh, not something that was creative with the visuals of the episode, something that no one did. A whole wall printout of the EPAC trading marketplace of everyone who's got the card he was after, and he's going crossing it through and writing on it. It's like one of those big things when a detective's working out a case, and they're like figuring it all I out. Like,
1: I had a key chart, so I was chasing uh, Fleur Ultra <laughs> of Spider-Man, um, yeah. a, a web rainbow of a character named Spot that nobody cared about, but I cared. And I wanted. you had to get a hundred of these cards cards um to make the card and so i printed out the sheet you know i control a command minus 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 to minimize so i can see everyone's name and card which we all have done yes. i printed it out and then i made a color sheet of like <laughs> i had things like uh circle uh, which meant uh, always in their collection first set never to be traded i had things where i put an asterisk and i said this person's an Right for the asterisk. Yeah, 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 So, and then I had little things like that just on the chart. I was just keeping track of everybody because it was—it's—it's really—it's fun. It's a lot of fun to hunt these things down, and yep. it is really thrilling. But I mean, I just joined the group. I just put a request to join the group because I—I wasn't a part of it, uh, unfortunately. But I'm glad there's something there for people who are on EPAC because. I think EPAC gets kind of tricky because people get hit up a lot. and I think people are very hesitant to engage with other people because it's usually like, unfortunately, like you had the circumstance and other people have where it's, Shady, or
2: they're trying to confuse you on a deal, or, or whatever. Offering terrible trades because we get a lot of. I, I see a lot of younger people that are on EPAC that think that their five digital base cards are going to be worth an autograph just because that's what they want. They think it's trading. <laughs> they can just make this trade, and they don't. Yeah. And it's really funny, Norrin. I don't know if you've seen these commercials that they have for. Oh, I think it's an insurance company, but it talks about um, people becoming homeowners and, and like how they're becoming their parents. And there's one that's just yes. that where he says, no, we don't print out the internet. And that reminded me of your thing on the wall. I'm, I'm <laughs> dying thinking of that. Like I tried not to bust up when you're talking it's about true. this, but I do, I've never printed, but I, I have a laptop that I'm on now that usually I have my work laptop open. But last night, because I was working on this achievement uh, for the platinum rainbow uh goodwin goodwin was the big set that came out this weekend that i've been chasing and it's just it's such a crazy set but it's so fun i've never really chased it before but it's i love all the goofiness and the the gigantic hits we had somebody in the group pull a twelve thousand five hundred dollar card we've had we had uh, another one that is very likely even more than that a one-of-one football card that came out because with UD not having the football license, the limited big dollar values. Cause we all know the real money in card collecting is generally in football and basketball these days. Uh, and baseball, Marvel. baseball too. I'm, just, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, and Marvel. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I just try well, to be funny. There's some, I mean, I'll tell you what, there's some ash sketches out there that are worth some money. Um, yeah, sketches, but you know, chasing all the just interesting stuff. So just, working on that last night, I had my, I was down to seven cards. Two of them were the essential, like the really short prints that, that I had left that I didn't have, which are like one in 261 packs where the others are all 40. So I actually had the the screen up that had uh, everybody who had the, the, the Mac Jones card I needed. And then I'm actually trading on my phone. So I've got this visual guide. So very similar to what you were doing, just not just impermanent. not
1: with thread
2: and you know piecing it together and it's funny uh because of how much work i do because you know so one of the things i wanted to go back to about like the challenges with the friction and all that one thing we do to help eliminate some of those issues with new people is our moderators will act as uh intermediaries so with the digital trades, if somebody wants to sell or trade a big card, but they've got somebody new, um, or even if it's just a big dollar transaction, for example, the the um, uh, the the coins that are in EPAC, the the uh, why am I forgetting the name? I spent so much time on these damn things. Um, <laughs> not enough sleep this weekend. But so, anyways, the coins, and we've got several people that are coin collectors, not just the hockey coins, but coins in general. Wow. Uh, we've seen several thousand-dollar transactions that i will middleman. I don't touch the payment. The plan. The it's a simple way of working. The the moderators are trusted. Oh, that's wonderful. They're show. You're showing the.
0: I've just sent. The- so what I've just sent. Sorry to cut <laughs> in. I just it took me that long to find it. Um, episode <laughs> thirty-three. <laughs> it's when <laughs> Norin. We did a whole episode just about it. I can't believe we did That's that. That's amazing. Um, oh. So
2: what we'll do is we we middleman, but never touching the money. The seller sends the items being sold to us or traded to us as uh, right. you know as the trusted middleman. The buyer will see that we, the admin, have it, and then the seller sends the money to the the buyer sends the money to the seller. Once the seller tells me they've got the funds, we just. We just accept the trade from the buyer um, for a base card, and they get their stuff, and it provides a level of safety um, for folks that are spending large amounts. And, you know, we still occasionally have it where it's a large value between two established traders, maybe just who haven't worked together. But at this point, so many of our established folks work that there are giant sales going on that we don't get involved in. It's strictly mostly the new people that we do that for Mm. or because we we because of hockey, we have a lot of Canadian collectors um, Mm. don't have PayPal, but they do have um, email transfer. So it's a free service in Canada. Where they can just send money via email. Some things are just better than America.
0: Oh, I wondered what EMT stood. I was stood wondering for, about that. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah.
2: And I and I can't speak to it with a hundred percent experience because I don't have it. But one of uh, a. Couple of our uh, Canadian moderators have it, and then we've got an American moderator with a Canadian bank account um, that they can just email. I believe it is fee free. It's instant, wow. like PayPal. They uh, the banks offer it. It's I think sort of like think of Z- Zelle here in the U.S. It's a little bit like that. Zelle is tied to bank accounts, and it's basically right. fee free. Also, it's just a service the bank offers. But if you you know every bank just about seems to have a different payment service they're tied into because All our right. marketplace doesn't think hey let's just provide the best service possible for everybody and make it simple. They just don't do that. Yep. So, <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, we've yeah, done we done some fun. of the brokering too and I think some of the moderators have. I know I have as well. I think it's a great service and I think it's it's the safest way to do that too. I wish more people were more conscientious of that even in real trades, right? Having that kind of place where hey, it's here. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. deal with this deal and we know it'll work out because it's there. It's like legit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. I and,
1: then, that was normal. and
2: that's why we don't do the physical for EPAC. Either I actually had someone ask me, well, what if we sent the card to you? And I said, yeah, that's just not. And I know it's hard for people, you know, especially folks with limited budgets who have their physical cards and they want to get into EPAC. Our group isn't really a good place for them unless they're willing to buy or trade, you know, work their way up slowly. They want to jump in and they're like, well, why can't I use my physical cards? Because that induces risk we don't want to take. And some of it was just simply from an administrative perspective, the amount of extra work we'd have in fixing those deals when they inevitably went wrong, Mm -hmm. even even not on purpose, because eventually sometimes the mail just fails. It's not perfect um and so we to me it was just when we started instituting our rules some of it was we had three admin i'd never run a group like this before we had 800 members then and a lot of our members were used to the wild wild west so just getting pm for pricing to go away was like pulling teeth and um you know there's still folks who are like i get challenged on well why do we have to put prices because they're they've got some high-end cards and they kind of like having that I'm being blown away by an offer feeling. And I'm like, well, we're not going to do, you know, we're not basing our, I think the exact wording I used was, we're not going to use our pricing system based on the godfather, get an offer you can't refuse or a fool and his money are soon parted. This is a community. So if you want to get the top dollar, go put it on eBay. Someone Mm -hmm. will pay whatever they're willing to pay for it. But there's comps for almost everything. And that's one of the things that I try to, to strive to help our people find and understand is that you can look for the exact card. And a lot of times the exact card with all these short prints nowadays aren't going to be priced out there. But you know what a Moon Knight autograph card by Fred Ian goes for because there's one out there. And if there isn't, there's something similar from another- Comparable-
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: sh- short print out of 50 might not appear from this particular set on eBay yet, but there's a short print out of 50 of Moon Knight from some other set. And I'm using Moon Knight because he's my favorite. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the community aspect to the Facebook group and, you know, I wish it wasn't on Facebook because such a cesspool, you know, I yeah. wish there was a, a better way to have these groups. And maybe that's a conversation of the future on how that will work, and there can be a service for that. But I I think the big thing about it is too, is that the community also has kind of a living checklist embedded in there, right? A living price guide as well that just doesn't exist anymore. You know, we used to have, (laughs) they weren't great, but we used to have, you know, price guides and we used to be pretty up to date with all this kind of stuff. Book value. Okay. Remember the right, when right. you'd be
0: trading with someone and they would say, "Well, this card has such and such a book value," versus, yep. yeah,
1: it's yeah. a shame. Like, I, I wish there was a better way that the the Facebook wall system was organized because all that information gets buried and it becomes very difficult to search for later. It's not very intuitive and it, it's it's quite a hassle.
0: Well, that's why you know I've been using the topics. You did then turn man. into tags I for love- the last two years, and you know I've I've calculated I've tagged. I've personally tagged over 30,000 posts in the last 18 months. That's crazy.
2: I saw um, that bottom, and I didn't know at first what it was, and then I realized that's what it was. I'm going to need some more moderators if we're going to do that in our room.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying because Facebook doesn't allow members to do it. No. Otherwise, I'd say, you know, see if you stick it on there. Actually, I actually had to remember when we, we widened our mod team recently from five to – I mean, we've got ten now. Um, and – um, even those guys, I had to say, can you at least help me out here? <laughs> at least tag your own posts because you've got the power to do it. You know, come on. Yeah, um, yeah. but But um, which was which was quite funny. Um, what's the um, uh, one of, one of the things you might have, have seen more than me is I'm fascinated by folk who. Okay, so EPAC a lot of the product now is digital, but all of the digital ladders up to physical you yes. know, in some way. That's, that's the, that's the thing about it. I remember when we had uh, Jason boss of upper deck back on the show, what, two years back now. Um, and he said, you know, uh, it's not going to be like, um, uh, a digital only app, which they could sunset at any moment and you'll lose your whole collection, you know, which right. is, um, you know, there's always a physical element to it. Um, i am fascinated by the people who have huge collections who choose to store and keep their collections on epac and you must have must have come across some of those guys in your group Uh, yes and in fact what's really funny is i have become
2: one of those guys just very recently Interesting. I, I, we'll and, find you help. Okay. <laughs> well, There's an
1: 800 number not, we can not call. That
2: my whole it's not that my whole collection is there. My my primary PC is Columbus Blue Jackets rookie cards of players I want, oh, and 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 to keep myself from spending in unlimited amounts of money because we all know that there can be a very dark addictive side to this hobby and it's really easy between that and the gambling of pack opening the chase of the pack opening and i'm actually going to put up a uh, think before you buy post when series one comes out because there's going to be some big time rookies in that set that people mm-hmm. are going to chase and people can do whatever they want with their money but I care about my people I genuinely really care about the people in my group and I want them to think about this when they go to do this because there's going to I'll be-
0: tag you in a post on our group while you talk actually so if you're wondering when you get off here why I've tagged you in a group on in a okay. post that's and, why and because I, we have to do something similar
2: there was something there was something I wanted to touch on that that you had mentioned just before you went to your question. I'm trying to remember what it was because there was, there ah. was a point I was going to make, but I think I've lost that too. But so anyways, I recently, I moved to Boston and I've moved enough in my life that, you know, like with all the breaks that I was in and all the physical groups, I had a bunch of rookie cards just sitting around. I had a bunch of stuff that shows aren't really happening the way they used to, and I used to set up at shows in Columbus with my Blue Jackets stuff being one of the few Blue Jackets guys, and just strictly Blue Jackets or strictly hockey. I did really well at shows because the the hockey collectors would come to me for that. But I moved to Boston, And there aren't going to be shows happening and my Blue Jacket stuff I sold to a buddy back in Columbus that he can share with some of the groups that I'm in those cards to like, so I didn't have to ship them to 50 different people who would want them. And then I did another sale that was essentially everything that wasn't my very strict PC and my very strict PC is... Blue Jackets rookies of players that I like and only their true rookies, meaning like young guns, the actual base rookie cards and a few RPAs. I'm not chasing every insert of every set because the completest stuff is one. It's impossible because you, you eventually with all the one of ones, it, it's mm. impossible to get them all and then you wind up with disappointment so I have backed off of that and I've got a lot of friends who are completists and good them, it's wonderful for them because they get what they love and that's what that's what matters but I can't be that person and my finances simply with all the other hobbies I have it doesn't yeah. make sense so I limit so I sold I have right now there are probably 100 hockey cards in my house that's it that's all I've got in my wow. house. Those are the things I care about. Those are the ones that matter. I have some baseball cards from growing up. I have, I'm a huge Alan, Alan Trammell is my all time favorite baseball player. I have a PC of him. And I guess, I guess I probably have, there's probably 500 cards between baseball and hockey in the guy in the house. Um, but that's it. And those are my PC stuff. And then, and a lot of it is just, Old PC, like my baseball one, he's not, he's getting cards now and then, but I don't actively buy them anymore. He's got, I've got all of his cards from when he was an active player. And then, um, my favorite hockey player was a third line center for the blue jackets. When I didn't know about quality of players and that kind of stuff. I just liked who I liked. And so I had hits, but I find that all of the long story to get to this, and you can feel free to edit this as you like, is Never. that, um, the, I find that EPAC works for me because one, I can get the things that I want without having to go into a store. Um, as much as there's the risk of having a hockey store, hockey card store in my pocket that I can spend money all the time. Mm-hmm. There's also the fact that I'm not going into a store and having the shiny thing right in front of me that my hands can get on and then it's so tempting. And also that in this age of Mail and fraud, and the prices changing so fast, and people changing their minds about deals and getting different offers. I find that the selling and trading on EPAC just is. Fits me better. I'm lazy about going to the post office. I'm not like I'll ship your stuff next month, but they you know, <laughs> don't go more than once a week. And I don't like filling out the envelopes. And I don't have my printer set up here. So just the 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 little bit of flipping where you know where you buy a pack and you hit a, a young gun or you hit an autograph or like you know I I'm one of the people. I was guilty that when Unbound came out and there were good characters, I got three Wolverine base and I sold them for a small markup, but I didn't gouge any buddy i made enough to cover my little bit of time i put into it i think i went like 15 bucks a piece or whatever, you know, about what the market was bearing on that. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think that's what those were, going, I, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was one of the smaller ones that were 15. Maybe Wolverine was more. Yeah. Wolverine was more.
0: Yeah. Wolverine so, ended up about 25, I think top yeah, end. And,
2: and I think it was going more than that for a little while
0: too. Well, yeah. Until people realized it wasn't needed for the achievement. Then, then. Yeah, it very, yeah. It dro- and yeah, very, it, it dropped like, like a dishwasher from 20,000 feet. So
2: yeah. yeah and then my last one, I sold really cheap ones. We all figured it out. So, yeah. um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think we do have, there are some ungodly massive collections on eBay and on EPAC. And what's really funny is, is most of those we don't even see. Most of them we don't even know exists because EPAC has the lock feature so you can hide your cards. I know of several accounts that most people don't know about that are ungodly massive personal accounts. There's one that I know of right now that has... Somewhere around 11,000 young guns in it, including some of the biggest names in in you know McDavid's and 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 all of those, and just numbers that stagger the mind. One the stack of one player of like 89 young guns is like literally $9,000 in cards in that one stack of young guns among the plethora of multitudes. Um, One thing that is interesting is that we've seen more of over the past probably six months to a year is the show off accounts are showing up now more where people are taking their PCs and not locking them away necessarily, but putting the ones that they label it PC like I have one called Ben's PC. It's it's not much of anything right now because there hasn't been good young gun rookies for the Blue Jackets or good Blue Jackets rookies since I started it. Um, but the show-off accounts are showing up where the stuff that people just don't want to sell, and but they want to be people to show off and see it. And then they just never read that email for the 10,000 trade requests they get a day for mm. the cards that are hiding. Um, and I'm sure it annoys some people that that happens, but it's a way to show your friends your cards because we all want to oh, yeah. talk about the stuff we have.
0: There's one fellow in group who's, who's almost yeah. apoplectic with... with, with um, I wouldn't say rage, just disgust. I think is probably the best word to use. <laughs> that, that, how dare people do that and just just dangle this stuff in front of, of, of his yeah. nose, and he can't he can't have it. Uh, by the by, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm guilty of it. I've got one. Um, there, I mean, there's not a huge amount in there. I just put it there so that I can show other people basically who I actually know it's not to. I don't think I've ever had a trade request to it, um, but. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I've got one for the black story. cat cards. Yeah. But the thing is, once, once I ship them, um, w- weirdly, my, my chat has just popped up, that image I sent to you about 15 minutes ago and showed it to me as if it was new. And, yes, I sent it. <laughs> Skype, you're drunk. Go home. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, um, but they're only there until I ship them. And I'm going sh- to be shipping most of the stuff in that to where we're staying in New Hampshire in August so i'll actually pick it up and then oh, bring it clever. back to the uk with me because you know shipping from from E-Pack stroke com seekers the same building um to the uk is just it's just madness um what's your experience with um whales? and i don't mean the country and i don't mean the large i don't mean the large mammalian creatures who got rescued by <laughs> um kirk and crew in star trek four um, i <laughs> had a lot to say I'm, about that so i'm <laughs> i'm talking good reference well. There yeah, un-
2: whales here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was uncanny. Do that again.
2: Captain, there be whales here. <laughs> oh, God, yeah,
0: that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: Um, and I like best from that movie. I have uh, my high school girlfriend, Angie, and I are still very good friends. And uh, we, I was a minor Star Trek nerd. I still have a tremendous crush on um, uh, Marina Sirtis. But... Um, <laughs> The that uh, when um, Chekhov says in that um, when he's trying to get direction to uh, Alameda (laughs) where they have the nuclear vessels, that's the vessels. vessels. Um, So you're talking about whales. We have Uh. we have more than you would think. A lot of them are the ones with the locked accounts or. Who like to stack young guns? Because um, it was interesting. There's a lot of conversation about the young gun as the as the driver of the hobby. For for the Marvel side, uh, think of it as oh god, how what is the best maybe maybe the the future watch rookies that came out a while ago like future watch spider-man
0: oh that... the uh, marvel annual achievements yeah yeah
2: yeah so when you think about stuff like that where it's a where it's essentially treated like a rookie card the young gun is the base rookie card in upper deck series one and two it's essentially um the way that i describe it to people is that if you have if your hockey cards are if your card collection is the stock market young guns are ibm and McDonald's and Apple and Microsoft and all that. that Everybody's collection has. And and there's always this talk about how they're printed. It could be 10,000 of each one. It could be 50,000 of each one. Upper Deck won't release the print runs. And yet the values are still very high, even though when we talk about serial numbered cards, 250 to a lot of people, that's a high print serial numbered card. And yet Young Guns, for example, um, uh, Kirill Kiprasov, who is one of the big rookies right now for Minnesota, his young gun is worth about $160 US. There are probably 40,000 of them. But it's, how is
1: that possible? Like that's wow. so fascinating to me because like I'm just not part of this world. Yeah, so I just don't have an understanding of that because when people came into Marvel and and I'm kind of I know a lot of the old school collectors like Ian, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and you know, I also I don't know how this happened, but I ended up meeting a lot of the new collectors, too, who were kind of getting into cards and doing this stuff. And that was always a major argument that people would bring up. Like, you have no idea there are cards that have print runs that are massive and they're still selling for over a hundred dollars. And in Marvel world, I'm just like, why? Because yeah. everything, you know, in our, in our neck of the woods, it's never been that way, but it's fascinating to hear that over and over again. It's just something I've just never had experience I, with.
0: I tell you the interesting parallel with us though, is um, as, as, as low print relatively to the previous sets that came before it, Masterpiece is 96 still had a fairly chunky print run so there's still several thousand 96 mm has always been out there um and yeah it's up there you know you're okay there your cat is causing havoc (laughs) she is a bit of a menace today (laughs) sorry
1: yeah i agree i think i think 96 mm 96 mm's always been difficult though because you know that's a well. set that every that's a set and like everybody always wants that as a set so it's not like you can pick up a card and break up a set you would have to buy a set so most people wanted to buy the singles but I get what you mean there it's it's a weird it's a weird thing and I think we're gonna see more of it and I think like you were saying. You know, like the Marvel Unbound is kind of like the beginning of that, you know what I mean, in this strange way. A lot of people are treating that
2: with that mentality. It sounds like Masterpieces 96 was the breakwater period so that people still chase that, even though it was because it was the beginning. It was the beginning of that transition in to limited cards within. Very premium. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think '96 really was the set that kind
1: of showed. I mean, that's how they marketed. They they came on the channel and they were kind of uh, was Budiansky. I forget who came on and was talking. Not Budiansky. It was
0: um um we're talking about um, masterpieces '96. Julian Boris, yeah.
1: Yeah, there was somebody who came on the show, and I just can't remember. Okay, you're crazy. I love you. Sorry. I know. Oh. I know. Life is hard. <laughs> she's she's, she's a crazy cat. Man. She has problems. She's a weird cat. Um, Hell, I love but yeah, you. no, there was someone who came on the show, and they were basically saying that when 96 was being done, they wanted it to be premium, right? Very high-end, full gloss. Oh, was it
0: Mike Phillips? from? Uh, That's up it. There? Yeah, because he was clear back in the day. Yeah.
1: That's it. And he said, you know, this was meant to be, you had a chance to get an original painting, one of nine original paintings from the set as a redemption. Like it was huge. And it was a pretty special thing and and a small set too, so manageable. And I think what ended up happening was. (laughs) (laughs) What ended up happening was that because of the decline of marvel comics and because of the budget issue the and so forth mm. half the set wasn't really released at least that's you know the the, the 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 rumor mill has it that half the set wasn't released which i which i understand actually might be true because a lot of it hasn't surfaced so much and that's kind of why people chased it because it was like oh first premium and everybody was getting out of it at the time so it's pretty difficult to get. And it was always sold as a set. Like it was very hard to get singles of that set yeah. to finish a set like Ian is, I'm I think you're two, two cards, cards away,
0: away from the base. Yeah.
1: And that's not from a lack of trying. That's just like... Actually, you know. it's from a lack
0: of cash at the moment. I'm sure I could find them <laughs> if I wanted to, but the cupboard is very much bare at the moment. So. Yeah. But yeah. It's, just, but, it's, it's
1: a set everybody wants, too. It's, yeah. it's a very
0: treasured set, for sure. I mean, it's, it's it's what? Three, three and a half K for the base set now? Um, so you can do it if you want to, because there are people who part with them. You know, maybe once a month if I see someone pop one up. But... Um, But yeah, but it was unnumbered, and it was just is a combination of is really unique set in Marvel cards because it's It's unnumbered, but it is short print. It's highly desirable because it's Julian Boris, and it has an air of mythos around it because you know there is this school of thought that there's there's an Indiana Jones style warehouse somewhere with a cake, you know, with a with a pallet of it on (laughs) that no one's ever seen. We've spoken to um, pretty much as close as we're going to get to the horse's mouth, who was whiffle when they went tits up, yep. um, and he's, he's never heard of such a thing, he's never seen it, so who knows, you know, maybe it is, it's a story, it's one of those stories we like to tell ourselves, just <laughs> to there's, keep us warm. There's a it.
2: wholesaler somewhere that has six cases of it sitting in the back that they don't realise, because it's hiding in behind, behind 90s football that yeah. no one Dying. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Uh, 90s, but,
1: you know, it's funny. I mean, also, it's really hard to grade. I mean, there's still Pop 1s and Pop 2s for Gemmin 10 cards. Like, and... And for nines, there's only like 10s or 20s. So like, it's still super difficult. But yeah. it is funny hearing about whales and and, and, and you know, the people who have these giant collections and kind of, you know, are sitting on tons of young guns, like you mentioned before,
2: right? Truth is, a lot of cards are just never seen. You know what oh, I mean? I, <laughs> there's a lot of complaint about EPAC, And and one point quick I wanted to – am I going to remember this or not? I'll come back, maybe. Yeah. Um, One thing that you'll see with EPAC, there was a lot of complaints where, like, I am fairly certain someone in my group in the next week or two is going to pull a Michael Jordan one of one autograph card. There were 10 of them. They have an auditor when they set up EPAC collections to make sure that the odds are fair. So even if only a quarter of Goodwin wound up on EPAC, there's a likelihood that two of the ten one-of-one one autos of Michael Jordan will be on EPAC. And there are going to be people in the card hobby, on you'll see them on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, that will be complaining, well, why didn't you tell people that those weren't in the boxes? I bought 11 cases looking for Oh, yeah, this, we've had that. This, mm. this happened with one of the sets recently, where a gentleman in physical went chasing after the Kirill Kiprasov one of one gold uh, retro from like with the PMG chase, there was a gold retro PMG of Kirill Kiprasov and he wanted it. He bought uh, 10 or 11 cases of metal and he hit one decent card, but certainly not what he was looking for. And he didn't know that it had already been pulled and it was pulled on EPAC of all things. And so, He um, people will complain the minute that Jordan shows up on EPAC, there will be people saying, well, why wasn't that in physical? Um, But there are a lot of whales in in our group. Uh, In fact, I even have done quote-unquote contract work where one of them who's busy during the day and I'm doing the group stuff anyways he's like well if you trade for 15 of this guy I'll pay this is what I'm paying for him and so I just go and pick him up for him to do the work and he just has piles and I you know because I people I see a lot of things that are available for trade and I pick them up when I can whether for whatever and so but yeah there are collections out there that are just mind blowing. I, I work with quite a few of them that when I'm chasing achievements or looking for little cards, my collection is not very big. My E-Pack, I intentionally sell off my base after a set's done for the people who are foiling, you know, and you get like a dollar per 100 or a $4 per 100 on the base just because that's what they go on the digital base. And I think my e Total between the two accounts has like seven thousand cards in it, or maybe eight or nine, because I went a little crazy with age. But that's just because I haven't combined all the base. Uh, mine is nothing. There are collections with fifty to sixty thousand cards in them, and there's no base in there.
0: Wow. Wow, I, it staggers me how people have this kind of money. I'm, I'm, I've, I've never had a massive salary uh, to start with, but I know I know some people just have so much disposable income. So I'm guessing, you know, when you get to that level, it gets to a point where I guess the hobby can pay for itself because you've oh, oh, sure, and you've if had you, that startup cost,
2: and, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up too is when I was talking when we were talking about the achievements, the achievements. You know, you see a lot of people, one thing that gets said to me a lot is, well, you finished that achievement in one day, you must've bought a lot. I literally did the playing card, the playing card achievement on a box and a half. I started with four of them. Mm. (coughs) A lot of the things that I keep in my account are traders. The whole idea is that they're not things I'm particularly attached to, they have value. There are things, there are people that want them and I have a decent sized network. So i did i did that achievement on less than 300 dollars spend and it's i got probably 600 dollars in autographs yeah. on it yeah um and i try to tell people this and teach them that the idea is is that these achievements if we all help each other you know not everybody can get it because there's 25 yeah. but the people in the group and the people that you want to work with and you build friendships and you help each other And uh, the number of cards i've given away equally more than outdoes what I got in terms of trades back. Mm-hmm. I have several friends that I'm just like, you're working on this achievement, I'm not, here have these, you yeah. know, or yeah. I take a small thing or it's an IOU for a later achievement, you know, mm-hmm. where it's all just taking care of each other. Um, but you can do these things on EPAC without spending huge sums. You just have to put in the time and the effort. And yes. the, the most important thing, the most important thing is to treat people well. To to treat people the way you would want to be treated. To make fair trades. I had somebody actually. It was funny today. Um, I was work I'm I'm literally down to two cards for the platinum rainbow achievement. I checked my phone a minute ago because the red light came on for EPAC that told me something had happened. And. Um, <laughs> But I had a guy that countered one of the things that I offered. And he said, ha always me having to help out on a middling offer. And I don't ask him for stuff very often because he seems to get a little bit of a mm. attitude about it. And I said back to him, I said, the card I offered you is one of the 15 limited cards the, the set is base cards. There are there are 114 total achievements. Ninety nine of them are base cards. Fifteen of them are the high series. I've heard him a high series double I had to asking him to give up one base card that he only had. Yep. one else. But the, the high series is six times as rare. Yep. So I said, yes, you're sacrificing a card, but you're getting as you move through the set, you will find that this card will be six times harder for you to yep. get more and I'm offering that to you so I was a little offended I countered back because he tried to add another card and I countered back and said I can't give up my only double plus this I'm giving you the better end of the deal here I have never offered you an unfair trade and I usually with trades especially on achievements try to overdo it now sometimes you don't have somebody's wish list so you kind of throw a pile at them and say please counter do the I do the best I can but I try not to do that with people I don't know and, and people you know if you treat people, right and you're helping people and they understand that you're coming from a place of what's good from the hobby even when people disagree with me and this is not trying to shoot my own home this is me hoping that everybody winds up working like this at some point is that they disagree with me they say I know you're coming from a good place with this and you want what's best for the hobby this policy might not reflect that in the group but this is where it's coming from and um I think that's really important and it's not just for achievements but it's for all of your trading you know it's the best trades are the ones where you get a card you want and you feel a little bit unhappy about the trade still because you gave up the right value for it yes now now that's good now maybe you get lucky and you have, like, for example, uh, I, I sold, after I got the playing card sets done, I, and this was kind of how achievements pay for themselves, the, the redeemed cards before, especially if you do it early, the redeemed cards still have a ton of value. Like that playing card set, people really like it. So... I was selling them for fifteen bucks a set, which is certainly it, about less than half of what I traded for them at. Mm-hmm. So those helped, and I bought a few extra packs with the sales from that. And I hit a Tiger Woods. Uh, this they've got this Tiger these like be, uh, uh, sports hero beginnings or sports royalty beginnings, and it's basically just a card with a piece of a map in it of where these guys. Oh, I've,
0: se- I've one. seen one with Gretzky with oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One and there's there's six of them. Jordan and I hit the Tiger Woods. I have no idea why these are why these are valuable. There's they're one in I mean it's rarity and it's related to big names like the Tiger Woods that I hit sells for about 150 bucks. They're one in 2,600 packs. Yeah. 40, manufactured 000, hit. So, yeah. yeah, they're hard to get hit. So it's unobtainium as to the value. If I trade that card for a card that. I want that's 150 bucks, I'm going to be thrilled because it's a card that's it's it's a card that has value, but I care exactly zero about it. But it those, has
0: value for you. That's the yeah. that's the thing. That's where that's, it separates those, the financial worth. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So those are fun and those but those are rare. Usually you have to give up a card you still like to get a card you really want. And that's the way it sort of should work, because if you're giving up cards that that you want, then you know that that they're getting the right value on the other. And yeah. It's, it's trying to make sure that people walk away with the deal with you so that they would want to do it again.
0: Later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the simple way of, uh, I think about it is: is don't where you eat because, you know, EPAC is still a fairly finite pool of people. Yeah. Um, and especially if it's people that you trade with. I and mean, I was I was blessed on Unbound in, in that I always... I, I never once tried to buy during Unbound. In fact, I didn't even intend to collect it. It's just that i it was like three weeks in. I think I've managed to trade for the first few. And then someone who'd started it was literally like decided to bail after like week seven or eight, I think like that. And he just happened to be giving away all the ad multiples and most of them at that point. And I just said, oh, I, you know, I'd love one of each if that's all right. I wasn't going to take more than, you know, right, right, right. I probably could have claimed it all, but I don't want to do that. Um, and he was just stepping aside and very did a giveaway in the group and I said, Oh, one of each. And it was it was cool the gang. It turns out I had um I already had um two of them. I didn't realise I had two of them. Did so it was tra- straight away. I had a trader. So, you know, and it just went from there. And every week I managed to trade, you know, I was aliens were still available. So I had alien blood, synthetic parallels. And one guy would always hit me up every week and just (coughs) grab that, you know, and give me an unbound. So, yeah, and I, I think I spent in total, and this was only just from buying from other people, not from buying the actual packs, which I never did. I think I spent maybe 60, 60 bucks on unbound. In its entirety, and a few people gifted me cards as well. So shout yeah. out to them, um, which was which was really really kind. Really really nice. Um, yeah. Just yeah, think, just yeah. like you know, I'd, I'd offer up you know and say, you know, if anyone's got one, mm-hmm. I've got a double here, and you know, a couple of them would be like, oh nonsense, just have it for a free digital, you know, for you know, which is you know the the one of the blessed slightly uncomfortable because I'm English and yep. light about things, but you know, it's still <laughs> nice funny. when I wanted to get into it, this do point. It. We, as admins,
2: make zero dollars. I want to make it very clear to anyone mm-hmm. who hears this, I'm not an upper deck employee. I've never mm-hmm. been an upper deck employee. I am not associated with upper deck in any way, except they know what my credit card numbers are. Uh, <laughs> and I can prove that on my bank.
0: So do we. So do we. In the process of doing it. <laughs> same. <the calls. laughs> same, 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 same.
2: There, so there are certainly questions where, you know, there's the whole, how do we promote, promote an active and good community and also allow people to speak their mind so yeah. that kvetching about upper deck and all that. And we certainly just try to make sure that I, I've, I have intentionally kept open threads that were bordering on uncomfortable or things like that, because I want people to be able to speak. Yes. Their mind. But to, to the, to the bigger point here, we are, we're not paid for our time. We don't, I, I get, I get no money for running the group from anyone anywhere in yeah. any capacity. We do have one of our admins who runs brakes for EPAC. He makes a small amount of money off of the brakes. Upper Deck has zero problem with that. You are literally about allowed to go buy if you could buy the entire print run if you could afford it. You could do that and then do whatever the hell you want. You wanna resell them for a dollar a piece or a million dollars, upper deck does not care. We make a small amount, our brakes are affordable, designed for the people who are not our whales. Sure, some of our whales get into them and buy several slots sometimes, but we also have brakes where we only allow one slot per person. Mm -hmm. So, because there's a lot of people who can't, as prices have gone up, um, they can't afford boxes. Like some people, you you think about what metal costs. There's a lot of people who can't buy a box of metal. And and uh, and there's stuff coming like uh, ultimate and some other stuff on the hockey side that are going to be pricing and people out like crazy. The the prices of the rookies keep going up. The prices, the printing keeps going up, so the cards get more expensive. Um, so we make, so he makes a small amount of money, but he also invests a good bit of time. Each break cost takes him about three hours plus yeah. work plus all the trades and all that stuff. So, anyways, but aside from that, we make no money. So, if occasionally when I'm being a middleman. And a person tips me a card, I always say it's not necessary. But if somebody decides to do it, I'm not going to fight them about it because that just makes it more
0: uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I'm rather like, okay, you know, it's just accept
0: me, and thank them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If somebody yeah. gave me a hundred dollar card or something, unless it was like if I middlemaned a ten thousand dollar transaction that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, I might take it. But if somebody like here, you've done a bunch of these. I had this happen to me once and they gave me a big card. I said, no, I said, that is that is too much. I literally all I did was click a button, waited and clicked another button. That is that is not okay. So, you know, I went back and I found like a fifteen dollar auto or whatever. But, you know, I. If somebody wants to gift me a card, I'm not going to say no. I think that's the way. But that should be that way. Everybody in the group, we have people that are helping each other out. And so if you help someone enough and they want to help you back, I think that's fine. But it's always uncomfortable as the admin because I'm not here to make money off the other people other than where it's a sales thread where, yes, I'm here to make money off you. But you're getting a card you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had something. I'm going to share my screen now because yeah. uh, I had something happen last year, actually. And this is this is the the, the gorgeous thing about about uh, running the groups. I mean, there are there are gorgeous things about it, as much as you might you might um, occasionally um, hear us grumbling. Oh, um, it's a
2: black cat picture. I'm not it, surprised. It is. It's funny that, isn't it?
0: <laughs> so last year, now this is Black Diamond. Now this this ties into two things actually. With Black Diamond, I. Black Diamond was the set where I grew up about collecting and collecting on EPAC because I, I bought three boxes of it, but those three boxes I traded in a way where I planned out and I I was very disciplined about what I was going for and I achieved what I was going for after those three boxes and had a little bit left over to dip into something else and start another another thread. Um, so, But on my birthday last year, Black Diamond um, came out um day before i think so it was my birthday and then someone sent me a message i'm not going to name them but someone sent me a message and said oh look what i just pulled and i was like oh that's gorgeous that's really nice because you know i like ray racho sketches yeah uh, a black cat you know he he does a he does a good cat um and then he said happy birthday i was like oh okay thanks and then my email pinged and he sent me a trade of this for a free doctor strange digital card i was like say what and he's like happy birthday and i was like oh my goodness so you know occasionally you know that that's, yeah. that's someone being nice and it was a birthday gift yeah. yeah yeah so that's kind of you know that's where it's like it's like yeah, thank you it's really really kind of you um ben do you want to open a pack Ooh. oh sure that'd be fun it's pack of the week, baby. I'm going to zoom in a bit so you can see it a bit better. There we go. So we do this thing, which is great for an audio-only podcast, but I always put a picture of the what we pull on the on the show notes. So we put pictures of, of uh, to go alongside each episode on our Facebook page. So if people want to see images of things we've talked about, they can do. And generally speaking, I try and put them in the order that, we talk about them in the episode which sometimes when we're talking about something that's image heavy means 30 images and i've got to get them in the right order and you know yeah, it isn't... is it is what it is it's fun it's fun well, we get, before but... we open this mm. you both have bought packs of ages correct uh mm-hmm. yeah i have yes mm-hmm. what has your luck with ages been so far uh i've only really nibbled to be fair um it's not a high-hit product um so i just buy it to scratch the itch of uh, 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 of you know, the more the more of a gambling itch really, yeah. you know yep.
1: i yeah i have not had any luck there i actually was it last night i bought a pack of goodwin uh just to try it out because i like the sketch cards that i mean they're not in this particular year i don't think
2: no they but, have they have the they have the animal sketches and the master <laughs> master works are in this <laughs> year because they are gorgeous so,
1: like, for those sketches for that set, real quickly, that's not one a box, right? It's the, Dude, the odds.
2: It's really stupid rare. They, they are extremely stupid odds for the sketches. They have the masterworks, which are sketch reproductions of major works of art. Art of the ages, yeah. Right? And then they have uh, drawings of animals.
1: Yeah, I saw those. Those are beautiful, too, man. They're. I mean, those sketches are just – they've been doing them for a while now, and they're just always – it's Ken, what's his last name? I forget. Ken starts with a J. I forget the artist's last name. It's usually him and
2: somebody else. Uh, anyway, no, but they look they look like ash quality. And by that, I'm just saying, The detail is that other insane is that it's super detailed and realistic looking. Wow. It's like that. So the reason I send
0: you pictures, Ian. They're beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll put some on the on the show notes as well.
2: The Uh, reason I asked about Ages luck is Ages was really like so I got into annual some a little bit, but not crazy heavy. But Ages you can sort of tell if you're spending enough time on EPAC when it just seems like the packs are hot for a particular product, and no one knows why this happens. But mm. there are days where it happens, and mm. being that I'm as active as I am, I tend to. If I happen to be around that day, I tend to know. And you so you see the
0: market trend of it. Or yeah, as it were, or the trend
2: to watch, of it. And so you buy in, and, and it doesn't always happen for everybody. I one of the things that I think is very important is people should only buy the cards they can afford to buy. And stay within their budget at all times. That's very important. Mm. I think that it's really easy to get sucked into this stuff. And it's happened to every person on EPAC that I know. But it is, in general, a smart place to be. You can be smart with it and be safe. But so, ages, I've had, I've probably bought, I'm guessing I'm now at probably about six boxes worth. And I've only bought, well, more than that because I had made an accidental four-box purchase instead of a Oh, box. I saw you, <laughs> I got lucky that I got one really good card and then a bunch of other pieces. And I was able to, through the groups, help m- get most of my money back. I was probably down about $75 on four boxes, which is, for ages, pretty good. But um, on the pack purchases I've had, I've had extraordinary luck. I hit two of the silver relics in six, like in three two-packers. In wow. Whoa. I, I've, wow. Had, I've, I've had... Four or five sketches in about six of the packs, box like six boxes worth of packs. Um, a couple of the bronze relics. Um, I, I have not hit either of the huge, huge Fresnels, but I did get um, I did get Thanos and one of the other middling ones, and then nice. I've hit the decent word clouds, but again, not the huge ones. Um, but yeah, I've done well so the reason i asked was if we hit if we hit really well hopefully that's hopefully we'll have my luck
0: well i'm hoping so because my luck to be fair the the best hit i've had i think from ages was we did a pack of the week about three episodes back Norent, and i got that yeah. clipping. i got that uh, clipping which was which is really cool the best thing i've pulled from from ages those on, on um those two and uh, but no i um I, I have the luck that kind of lines queues people like you up to get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so here we go. So we've got one pack of ages um, and there's 12 cards per pack. Most of them will be digital. Digital schmidgetal. Let's see what we've got. Right. So and a picture of what we pull will be on the tasting notes, folks, for those who want to go and check them out. So digital base of Marrow. Who is Marrow? It looks like an ex-person.
1: So Mero, yeah, Mero's an X-Man, um, and this this is Mero, a female version. But there was an, there was someone called Spike who had a very similar design in X-Men Evolution uh so yeah it's
0: pretty cool you say spike i think of angel and we still need to do that angel i love that we still gotta do oh, an angel up, still so. gotta, we still we need to watch something yeah, yeah, uh red hulk uh who, who's normal hulk but he's been in the sun too long uh, uh, uh digital uh, echo, uh, echo uh daredevil issue nine volume two yes, yeah, is gonna have yeah the, yeah they're filming that's apparently right. That's, right. that's right um i loved her in hawkeye
2: yeah right she was originally supposed to be the love interest on Moon Knight. Oh, really? Oh. about they were trying to find so obviously you talked about how they were trying to find a place to use her yeah one of the early discussions was instead of and i'm forgetting the girl the the character that they had be the love interest and eventually be the cool whatever the name of the superhero that she is that i
0: don't know Mm, yeah the egyptian one yeah they talked about echo being the love interest on right night well the way they did it for the spoilers by the way for those who haven't seen hawkeye uh, or haven't seen Moon Knight, Moon Knight being the most recent, so I'll cut you a little bit of slack if you haven't seen the end of that. But um, them tying up um, Defenders and that Netflix universe via Hawkeye and No Way Home, I think is perfect because yep. it yeah. really fit having the kingpin in Hawkeye and yes. you know, and and Echo being his n- niece, was it? Yes. Was the conceit? Yep. Um, um, it's brilliant. Dietz, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, loved I it, loved
2: yeah, it. loved it. Yeah, and, dare, and the Daredevil tie-in, too. Uh, I'm just a really good lawyer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> loved great. it. Loved it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they – and anything where they get Vincent D'Onofrio back as the kingpin, I take my money now. Oh, fantastic. Um, so fantastic. is this amazing. is the longest I've spent on a single pack of Ages ever. I'm only up to card for, <laughs> uh, which is um, Totally Toys, Colossus. I love those. I remember when I, 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 I got like some him. physical of Ages when it first came out. Um, and it's such a cool insert. Um, there are awesome uh, that's uh, physical that's Baldur the Brave I don't know if that's t- tier three I think maybe don't know who knows I don't knows? know let's keep going uh, that's a sticker so that's tier one parallel of Darwin who's X Factor according to this so there we go mm. Uh, another totally hey. toys um, that's Wolverine <laughs> extending claws. I remember when we did extending our clause. episode review of this and we were so chuffed with yes. the totally <laughs> toys weren't we uh, oh. we have Jack Power whoever that mm-hmm. is is that Power Pack okay. it is Power Pack yeah it's Power Pack uh, Cannonball <laughs> oh we
2: have a word oh. cloud we have a red flasher and it's GJ uh, I think it's a short print I think this is a decent card browsers
0: wowzers wow. right i'm very very quickly going to screen grab the screen grab this so that i can show people that it wasn't just a fluke it was actually real we did pull a gene gray sp look at that damn that's awesome cool this is, is bent come on then you're often. good luck yeah come on <laughs> more often when we're pulling when we're doing this Pack of the week lovely right let me just save that pack of the week is killing it
2: it's, right. a, it's not a huge one it's a ten dollar word cloud but
0: still yes. yes. i'll, I'll it. take it i'll take it the pack $799. it's a good hit yeah
1: and all, it's also the artwork on the front of the x-men metal packs for gene gray so that's oh, kind geez. of fun too yeah that's fun. cool that's cool so a nice little reference there i actually put it
0: back to the front yeah, yeah I was yeah. never sold on the word clouds I'm still not I, I won't lie to you um I, I, I like that you I, have the variation yeah I do as well I mean I, I I did start on ages and I went in quite deep and I had a lot of it physical but then I sold it all
1: <laughs> that's and right I, just, I, I remember that yeah I'm just yeah, you were it in it so, um, I like the word clouds a lot I like the flavorful I like the word clouds I I, I would collect them but uh,
0: yeah I the Fresnel focused. the Fresnel I really the like the Fresnel Fresnel's my favorite um, those are so they, pretty and if i had more money i'd definitely do the relics like the, the yes. silver and the bronze because um, yeah, some,
2: somebody is doing the bronze relics right now and was talking about oh, wow. working their way up and i they were like yeah i said no if i hit those i'm just selling them i don't have a yeah I, that's not something i'm attached to yeah the bronze
0: ones there. i would bronze is kind of my era Silver yeah. I'm not fussed about and gold that way lies madness. But you know, I mean if I pull one, I'll oh, just sell it. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, but, exactly uh, it, right? Um but uh, but yeah, the bronze. I mean I got the black cat one eventually. So um that's that's the one Amazing Spider Man 194. Right, so we still got this is twelve cards per pack, so it's pretty good value in terms of air- airtime. Oh wow. That's, that's right. <laughs> that why we're talk, doing this uh, right, so with that was card number mm, ten. I didn't think we were gonna get a hit this pack, because normally it comes early in the pack.
2: Yep. I was when, when we got the second Wolverine. I, I thought a, that was where they hit me. I made yeah. a little noise because I <laughs> thought we were done. Oh, I, thought,
0: I, <laughs> yeah. I, I to be honest with you. I thought that was no, knowing because he, he normally, at this point in recording, he normally starts making those little noises. Um, yes, that, do that. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just unforgivable. Right. Here we go. Uh, Mercury. Mercury. Uh, Whatever that is. And Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. and my, my daughter loves Squirrel Girl, but then again, my daughter is six, so she is contractually obliged to love Squirrel Girl because I believe my daughter is the target demographic. There yes. is at least one Squirrel Girl collector in group who would fight me over that um, expression. <laughs> um, but, but yeah... Um, who do you? Uh, here's a question, because we'll we'll probably wrap up shortly, Ben. Let you crack yeah. on with your day, and uh, and and I'll go and cook dinner and Nora will uh, probably just pass out. Um, Most likely. Who do you? Um, so you've recently said you've got you know recently gotten into Marvel. What's going on with my yeah. Skype? Have I? Have I? There we go. Um, have you have you started to kind of go after any character or any team or any set? What's your Yeah,
2: so no set collecting. I don't do any set collecting anymore. As a kid, you know, baseball as a baseball collector as a kid, that mm. was, was all at. You did set collecting, you had favorite players that you got a few extra of. Uh there's just too many Players in hockey and too many characters in Marvel that I don't really care about. You know, it's <laughs> it, it just it doesn't do it for me. So on the Marvel side, it's um entirely about essentially the main pieces of West Coast Avengers back in the day. Gotcha. Um so Moon Knight was, to me, it was interesting. Um, I found Everybody has that character that they attach to for whatever reason. I found it interesting, really interesting, that Marvel had a character that was certifiably mentally unstable. Like, it wasn't just, you know, like on the DC side, Batman with his need for vengeance that was clearly like a narcissistic rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, With with Moon Knight, he has dissociative identity disorder. I mean, it's a real and to me at that point as a kid who was you know I wasn't certainly troubled is the wrong word but I've dealt with depression in my life and you know I was that skinny kid who got picked on a lot and eventually had to turn to humor to make friends and all that wound up working out and I became you know very socialized and fit in and all that kind of stuff but as a kid I got picked on a lot and I felt challenged at times by some of that kind of stuff and so seeing a superhero that was very different and definitely broken in a lot of ways made it feel a little more real to me Mm. and then hawkeye because he doesn't have any special powers he's a dude who's trained with his bow and arrow a lot he was lucky enough to have really really good eyesight and put his effort into getting better at it and you know um just that just that team as a whole simply because it it was at the time when i was the right age and had the money to buy a comic every month and and enjoy it and read it and think about those characters and then you know the fact that that hawkeye was so aptly well done by jeremy renner just throughout the whole series and then you know the um the recent moon knight series was just phenomenal yeah so good yeah and then the hawkeye tv series i really i know that a lot of people slept on it but it was great i love and 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 I think I think Moon Knight even surpassed it. I just thought it was both of them, you know. And and um, Oscar Isaac was just—he's such a good actor, and he's so he he moves so flawlessly between humor and 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 drama um, that it it just fit extremely well. It was really easy to believe mm. he could have two two different personalities in that role or more depending on how much of the show you've seen Uh, and so um those are those are the characters so i i have recently i traded away a couple of the sketches that i had while chasing the achievements because they were they were traitors to me but i have a moon knight sketch that i got out of ages that i just absolutely love and that's the start of my sketch collection and nice. I've yet to find the Hawkeye sketch that really starts that side I have one now it's nice but it's not like one of those ones that you just have to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah I have that's how I do my sketch card collecting too like there has to
1: be like, my surfer collection, like, I'm a huge surfer guy, and it's yeah. only like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just those three boxes there. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's enough. And that's it. And that's more than enough. But, yeah. you know, it was more like, yeah, I'm very much like that on my sketches, too. Like, it has to just, it doesn't have to be the most important, right, the most impressive, none of that. It has to be just something that kind of, like, speaks to me, and I'm just like, yep, yeah, that's the, that's my one that I'm really attached to. Yeah.
2: yeah, I I, I like the, the the finished clean art. Like, like Ash is almost a little too crisp for me. But I, don't get me wrong, I dig it. I totally love it. Liddy. Is yeah. Of like probably Liddy and um, I don't know the first name Henneman. This is it, Rich Henneman. Yes. Um. Yes, Rich. Stuff, yeah. His stuff is I, I, he feels to me like, um. I don't know who the right person is to say, but like in the art world, I'm not a big art world person, but like, he's one of those artists that feels like that his stuff is great, but it, it, it isn't different enough that people like chase it for big dollars. But yet if you have one of his sketches in your collection, you're happy about it because it's a good sketch that you probably yeah. got good price. It's the kind of art that you hang on your wall that somebody did and it's really good and you're happy you have it, but it isn't something that you need to ensure.
1: Or, but, or, or sacrifice an organ to get. Exactly. Right.
2: Exactly. You were able to acquire, um, the Faustino is the one who drew the, the moon Knight that I, that I have. And it's Jim just, great, it's, it's lit yep, yeah, Jim. it's lit from above. So it's got like a yellow tinge and I'll unlock it in case anybody wants it and wants to come see it. I'm my username is a band fan be named after my favorite hockey player from the early part of the blue jackets. That's been with my screen name everywhere for a long time. Um, And it's just I've got that and I've got a Hawkeye sketch that I can't even remember the artist. It's very clean. I like I don't really love the like kind of edgy looking sketches necessarily or the ones that are rough pencil that they didn't finish. I mean, those are great. And and everybody has art that they love that's different. But I like the ones that that look like a complete finished Mm -hmm. detail. I don't necessarily love the super detailed. It's not Ash. Who's the one that does all the super muscular? uh, No. Tran Tan something. Oh, Tan. Anthony Tan. Tan. Yeah.
0: Anthony Tan. Sorry. Yes. Anthony Tan.
2: I know people love him and no disrespect whatsoever. His art is amazing. But I was a 90s collector. I saw a whole lot of super muscle dudes for a really, really long time. And I don't have to see the super muscle dudes as (laughs) anymore as much. Like there's one in particular that somebody has that is a Thanos. And there's muscular detail that I just, it it isn't for me. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic piece of art, but it's not, if somebody gave that to me, I'd sell.
1: Yeah. See, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm very much – I don't like tons of details like like other people. I, I am one of those like sketchy. I like seeing the blue line. I like seeing the thought process behind it. But I think that's the best thing about sketches, right, is that like Ian has his preferences too, which is always fun to hear about like how he likes his black cats. Like I love it because it's just fun to kind of – it's just so subjective and such a great, fun thing to collect because – you can like what you like, right? And it doesn't take away from anything. You know what I mean? It's there's nothing solidified there in terms of rarity. It's just, hey, this is a one of one. This is how it came out. This is if this talks to you, it, it speaks to you, and that's it.
2: I love that. Yeah. And it's really interesting. One of the just as I know we're starting to wrap up, and that's one time. I apologize as a guest, I never shut up. My girlfriend will tell you. Um, <laughs> What I find interesting that I think you're starting to see more of as the sketches become sort of the preeminent top end aside from the PMGs is that that one of one limitedness adds to the price point. And you think about Ash and Liddy and. And I'm starting to learn these names, and it's really interesting that I'm picking that up already. Um, that the values are there, and the competitiveness, and the "I want this and you can't have it" kind of thing is that's where you're going to see it. Is on and the-, the private collector. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like
1: there's Lydia people out there who want every Lydia sketch.
0: Oh my goodness, Ash yeah.
1: people and Dre, yeah. and yep. you know, like Anthony Tan. It's just it's it's pretty competitive.
0: <laughs> Listen, yeah. we've been we've been we've been at this long enough that there are sketches. Where we've been worked into the sketch card that oh, we've seen on EPAC. Oh which wow, is crazy! There's not I many of them. Easy. There's not many. There's there's yeah. Tony Perna did one, uh, it was a, a Deadpool uh, one where we're in the background on a wanted poster, uh, which was hilarious. Yeah, you need to point me to that. I would love to see that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'll find it's it. It's really. Um, cool. It was and, really. And, it was a an honour. Uh, and our friend uh, Jalen Warner put me on a masterpiece of sketch card as the Vulture. And I think he put you on, he tried to get you in the Scarlet Witch, but I think he got rejected because of the beard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> trying to put me in Scarlet Who knew? Witch. Uh, he but He just said that personally to me. I don't know why he had to make it back pulled. You know, yeah. I'm going to have to hunt that forever now.
0: You will. You <laughs> will. Um, anyway, before, before we go, I'm just going to show you one of my acquisitions in the uh, last year. Oh, very and cool. Jeremy Renner, polished patch, auto, uh, 16 of 25 from Black Diamond.
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, just I, lovely cards.
2: I miss, Great auto. I miss the, is a good order. the big Avengers part that was like either right before. I don't remember which year that was. So it was either right before I took over the group or um, or it was I wasn't doing anything on the Marvel side. But I'm pretty sure it was before I was active or in that break between when I sold and got back in.
0: Yeah. Those yeah, sets yeah. Of,
2: are amazing you see these autographs like uh my friend james hit uh a, a cumberbatch right before um i guess it was dr strange was it was did cumberbatch have an auto in one of the other sets
0: no it's dr yes. strange and i okay. saw someone pull one in the last gasp weekend of uh um, yes um, I think I know who it was. I think, I mean, I mean, it's the same person we're talking about because I, nope, I shared James it. And pulled
2: just... his, James pulled his right before then. There was somebody who pulled it either on the last day or the day yes. the last day. Yes. Yes. James got his about a week before that, maybe two wow. weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. We knew there probably had to be one more left based on the odds and everything, and sure enough, there mm. was. Yeah, that that would have been a cool one to hit. But uh, oh, and Doctor Strange is one of my others too. I love him. He's just uh, he's mm. Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange Moon Knight and Hawkeye are my 3.
0: Those are good. Those are good
1: 3, man.
2: I like
0: go, Those, those are Go good. back and check out our interview with Don Comstock who's Doctor Strange archive. Okay. A uh, uh, good friend. He Very good friend. I mean, he literally is Doctor Strange archive. He's ha- he's got a website called that. Um, he has museum Production archive pieces. quality awesome. um, storage yeah, and beautiful. display he goes to cons and display stuff he does
1: really yeah. nice
2: guy super helpful
0: very properly cool. properly that, that if you want a character collector there's a character collector. yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. i
2: i probably won't be chasing any of the like the base cards it's probably just going to be a, st- a sketch collection of each player and and a yeah. limit. i i don't want to be that guy who's who's hoarding everything of a given character that other people who value that that character also, I'm gonna be totally okay with not getting the card. You know it's fun being that guy though. I mean oh, let's sure. not discard it. No, I'm just no, no. kidding. That's a terrible <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get <laughs> it. <I'm just laughs> I was once a a an extremely rabid Sergio van and Alan Trammell collector in the sports side. And my box full of this one guy, Sergio van. He was a third line center, meaning middling to lower end player in the best league in the world. <laughs> and I have something like 400 cards of his and <laughs> oh, play, only played for.
0: And they're all unique. And he only played for a few years. Oh, ah, that's great. Well, uh, the, you know, the, the one thing, I mean, Ben, you, you've been a joy to talk to, and I can honestly uh, say that we're, pro- we're going to do this again because I have a feeling we've only scratched half of the surface of things that we could have gotten into. And... Um, Uh, hats off to you for fighting the good fight with your group (laughs) because we are are from the same cloth on that one Um, and yeah I just love the fact that I think our groups can learn from each other and you know share things
2: and I love it I, I have already seen several things that your group does better than I think we do and there are things that I want us to do that you're doing well and I think kudos to you both for running a terrific group, and it's a joy to see folks who want to grow the community in a way that makes it more about community and less about just a marketplace. Because that's why our this group started, the group I'm in, is that because you can't sell on epac's proper forums uh, without getting in trouble yeah just give people a place to do that and yeah. but i wanted it to be more than that
0: yeah and for those uh, we'll put the link on the um, show notes but for those listening who want to check your app and they they can't look at them where 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 do people find the group on EPAC? where on facebook what do they search for again
2: it's facebook um and i always forget this because i changed it because a second group came up that had too similar of a name and i never remember what i changed it to properly but it's essentially upper deck trade buy and sell it, it, okay. we're the biggest one so we're not hard to find
0: right oh, well i'll put it on the show notes so people can find upper it straight deck, away back. trade buy and sell yep good 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 uh ben you've been a delight thank you very much um and um i love the fact that you've been doing exactly what we tell people to do every single week and that is
2: i'm pretty sure it's enjoy collecting
0: thanks for listening to the marvel car collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts Make mine marble and enjoy collecting. Admiral, there be whales here!